Did you start to feel jealous in your relationship with a toxic person or maybe with a narcissistic person? You were like, I'm more jealous than what I've ever been. Well, I want to talk to you today about how narcissist creates jealousy to control and to manipulate. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here, please subscribe. And please like, rate, review, share, anything to help spread awareness. But hit that notification so you can see when we drop new videos and you can also see when we go live on the platform to be able to answer questions and be able to help find you clarity in the confusion and the crazy making that you've been through. Well, today in talking through this aspect of jealousy, sometimes you'll be with a toxic person. You'll find yourself extremely jealous. You'll find yourself really confused. The emotions will be all over the place. You're like, what is going on? I've never been this way before. I've never interacted this way before. I've never been jealous in previous relationships. Why now? And it's because there's this aspect that narcissists learn over a period of time to manufacture emotions, to create a dynamic that confuses you and manipulates you. Oftentimes, narcissists will create that. And we're going to talk about that today. How narcissists create jealousy, what that looks like, and then also how to combat it. So stick around. The first aspect of creating jealousy. Sometimes this is the aspect that we talk about with different terminology of like triangulation, of pitting you against another person, of making it be like, hey, this person is better than you, you're better than them, like pitting you against someone. So there's this piece that like, there's always like battle or like vying for attention. There's different forms, there's different levels of how it looks. But a lot of times they will try to develop someone to get to a place of like, hey, I'm getting more supply from this person and then you up your supply and then the next person. And it's all like anting up. Like I wanna be able to create jealousy because that creates this idea that you want or that you need me. So many times people get confused with this part and it's hard to explain sometimes, but a narcissist is very good at taking a negative situation and flipping it around to be positive in their mind. Like, let me do something that provokes jealousy in you. And as a result, you start to work harder to be with me. And that makes me think in my mind, not the jealousy part, not that I created that, not all of those things makes me think, oh my gosh, they love and they want me. Fills that admiration bucket that I'm craving for. A lot of times you'll see narcissists that will twist stuff around really easily in their mind to feel better about themselves. Well, how do narcissists actually manufacture jealousy? Like, what's that look like? So I'm going to be giving you a quick excerpt from the book Psychopath Free. If you guys don't have it, you need to get it, especially in dealing with narcissistic personality disorder, toxic people, psychopaths, sociopaths, anything like that. Very good, very helpful. And please check that out and get that. Psychopath Free by Jackson McKenzie. Okay, now it's talking in this section. This is the section about manufactured emotions. I want to read you an excerpt so you have an idea. For example, you probably didn't consider yourself to be a jealous person before you met the psychopath, narcissist, sociopath. You might have even taken pride in becoming remarkably relaxed and open-minded. The other person recognizes this and seeks to exploit it. During the grooming phase, they draw you in by flattering you about those traits. They just can't believe how perfect you are. The two of you never fight. There's never any drama. You're so easygoing compared to all their exes, all their crazy evil exes. But behind the scenes, something else is going on. 
Psychopaths become bored very easily. And the idealization is that only is only fun until they have you hooked. Once that happens, these strengths of yours become vulnerabilities that they use against you. They begin to inject as much drama into the relationship as they possibly can, throwing you into impossible situations and then judging you for reacting to them. Most people would agree that jealousy is toxic in a relationship, but there's a huge difference between true jealousy and the psychopath's manufactured jealousy. Take the following two exaggerated conversations. Case one, boyfriend says, hey, my old high school friend, high school friend is coming into town if you'd like to meet her. Girlfriend, no, why would you need other female friends? You have me. In this case, the girlfriend truly seems to have some jealousy issues to, that need to be addressed. Assuming the boyfriend hasn't abused her in the past, this is an inappropriate display of jealousy. Case number two, boyfriend, my ex is coming into town. You know, the crazy abusive one who's still completely obsessed with me. Girlfriend, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Boyfriend, we're probably going to meet up later for drinks. She always hits on me when she drinks. Girlfriend, I'm confused. Could we talk about this in person? The boyfriend, you have a problem with it? Girlfriend says, nope, no problem. I guess I was just a little confused since you said she abused you. But I hope things go well. It's nice when exes are able to be friends. Boyfriend, wow, you're so jealous sometimes. Girlfriend, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be jealous. I was just confused at first. Boyfriend, your jealousy is ruining our relationship and creating so much unnecessary drama. Girlfriend, I'm sorry. We don't have to talk about it in person. I really didn't mean to come across that way. Boyfriend, it's fine. I forgive you. We'll just have to work through your jealousy issues. Just in reading that, there's probably a lot of people that connected to certain phrases or pieces of that. They were like, whoa. Because a lot of times people don't realize that what's happening is actually a manufacturing of jealousy. Once you hear the three things here. In this case, the toxic person did three things. One, put his girlfriend in an impossible situation that would make any human being jealous, especially after talking about how much his ex loves him. Number two, accused her of being jealous even though she tried to respond reasonably. And number three, played good cop by offering to forgive her for a problem that he created in the first place. This places him in the favorite role of teacher versus student. Do you resonate with any of that? Is there a piece of that that you listen to and you're like, oh my gosh, that is me. Like that is the exact thing that I went through. If so, leave it down in the comments. Let other people know that they're not alone in this, in this crazy making, this battle of when a narcissist puts together this confabulation of like, I'm going to create something and manufacture something to come out of you. You see, because narcissists create jealousy in order to control and manipulate you to get what they want. This puts it in a place where they're confusing, they're triangulating you, they're manufacturing this, they're producing it in you oftentimes to control your responses, your reactions, to have that one-up stage. Oftentimes it'll bring in this aspect of like jealousy, of like desperate for regaining or establishing or getting that control back of like, hey, like this is happening here and you become really desperate of like, I gotta get back to this. I gotta get to this place of like being okay with this person. Why? Because they manufacture jealousy and all of a sudden you're jealous 
jealous about something that you never were. Okay, they use jealousy. They manufacture a lot of times to control and to manipulate. Oftentimes they create jealousy to create insecurity and also confusion on your part. The insecurity that starts to tell you you're not good enough. You're not valid. And as a result, it slowly starts to take your confidence and reduce your level of awareness and self-esteem and worth. A lot of times they'll take that down with the insecurity. A lot of times they'll take that down with the confusion. Like it said in the last point, that, that teacher mode. The idea of like, let me go ahead and teach you because you aren't smart enough to understand this. Let me go ahead and teach you. That is like the, the thought, sometimes the tone, sometimes the phrasing. Like it's the, it's the way it comes across of like, hey, you are less than me. So I need to educate you on how you're being jealous. I need to educate you on how you're not being a good enough person. That's to their standards. Need to, need to be able to see some of this of how it actually flows together. The idea that they know better than you and they'll do that overtly and covertly, so be careful. What's the impact? The impact on you, no sense of self. Like it feels like it's lost. The direction, the purpose that you once had in your life no longer seems to be there. You no longer know who you are, the direction you're going, what is actually happening on a day-to-day basis. There's a giant loss of connection. Any connection that you thought was there, there's a giant loss of connection there. No depth to that connection because everything you had with that person is very shallow and superficial. The other aspect of the impact it has on you is it hurts your self-esteem. It tears down your confidence. A lot of you feel beaten down mentally, emotionally, maybe even physically after being with an abusive person. You're not sure what to do, where to go, or how to heal. So many times people make it feel or think that you're stuck and you're trapped in something that you cannot get out of, and that is not the case. And you have the choice and the opportunity to get out of the trauma bond, to get out of that mental lock that keeps pulling you back to that abusive person. The impact on you is heavy with the self-esteem, with the confidence, with feeling beat down to the point of not being able to make decisions. So what do you do? First off, take small steps. You see, confidence is enabled and nurtured through repetition, through the small successes on a day-to-day basis that you can accomplish the things that you set out to, even though the toxic person said that you were unable to do that. Get support and encouragement from other people, whether that's therapy, whether that's coaching, whether that's communities like the NARC app or the Clarity Challenge, like something that's going to help propel you to the next level. Because if you, if you just take stuff out, so think of it this way, if you just take a narcissist out of your life, oftentimes it leaves you alone and doubting a lot of different things. But if you're able to bring in a community or a purpose of this is the direction I'm going, that's what changes. So many times people are stuck with the mindset of what about the narcissist? What about them? All these different things. And if you're stuck there today, you don't have to be. But you need a process and a growth to move forward. Otherwise, you stay stuck in something that you no longer want to be stuck in. Oftentimes, it's the idea of almost like stop thoughts, a stop thought thinking of like, I'm going to stop these thoughts. But if I don't put something back in, a direction, then oftentimes people go right back to toxicity. Search for who you are. Find you. It's the third thing. Sorry, I'm just skipping. Small steps, get support and encouragement, search for who you are, find you. Understand that the you that the narcissist took away and destroyed and beat down is still there. 
but you need to find it again. You need to develop it again. You need to get into a place that develops you to find you again. Journaling, writing stuff down, working through it with community, with other friends to see this is who I am. Last but not least, establish boundaries to not be exposed like that. Establish boundaries to not get to that place where you're having jealousy, having jealousy, having that manufactured piece. Establish boundaries so you don't get to the place where you're exposed to that type of toxicity. If you're at the point today where you're listening to some of this and you're like, I identify with this, I see this, I see the struggle that I'm in right now, I want to encourage you to reach out for help. We have many different avenues to be able to help assist you on your healing journey. Many different avenues that I've walked down and that I've had people walk down to help in their healing, in their growth, in their change, and ultimately in their development to be a completely different person that has taken back their power and is moving forward without regard to the toxicity, but in in regards to their vision, their values of who they are actually going to be on a day-to-day basis. I want to encourage you to take your healing to the next level. You can do that by scheduling a one-on-one with me at rawmotivations.com. You can join our smaller community of like helping people understand this is what's going on in courses and community and asking advice inside the NARC app at narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P.com. You can accelerate even faster in the 45-day Clarity Challenge. You can go to claritychallenge.net. And there's many different opportunities that we want to be able to help provide as people move forward. After you move through some of those, if that's something you'd like to do or partner with Raw Motivations, there's other options in our Thriver community to actually move farther past the abuse, but into the growth and development side that's going to help you maximize who you are and to glow up after you've been with a toxic person.